there's thousands of actors that want one job. So you don't have the luxury of just throwing some shit together and hope somebody discovers you. No, no, no. Let's make it more likely that it works in your favor. Hey everybody, it's Wendy Elaine Wright and welcome to my podcast, Secrets of a Hollywood Talent Manager. I'm so glad that you're here and every week I'm going to give you some tips, tricks, and secrets that you can apply to your acting career. Hey actors, so let's talk in this episode about why you need a cover letter. I want you to imagine that a casting director, an agent, a manager has thousands of interactions with people and from those brief interactions they're making quick judgments about the professionalism of the person they're talking to. Snap judgments. So if you are sending a letter of say, hey, I'm looking for representation, and that's a cover letter to an agent or manager, it's really important that that cover letter shows that you are a professional because that's going to make a strong impression on them and maybe they're willing to go further to the next level, which is actually setting up a meeting and talking with you. The first impression is going to be made with that cover letter. Now, the cover letter is not attached like a PDF to the email. That's not how you send the cover letter. The cover letter is just written in the body of the email. And when you write a cover letter to agents and managers, what they want to see are the highlights. They want, like, get to the point and get to it quick. We don't want to read a book. We're not sitting there to read a 10-minute email. Just point out the most important things we need to know about you. Basically, uh, well, first of all, don't reiterate everything you've written on your resume. So you're going to tell them that you're currently training here. You've recently booked these two projects here. You have these special skills. And here's a link to your actor's access and your casting networks. Very simple, right? The way to make a wrong impression is to be telling them an entire life story. So that means... Hi, Wendy. I've been following you all these years, and I really think you're the right manager for me. Okay. Um, I wanted to be an actor since the time I was 10 years old, back when I was in uh, sixth grade. Now, from that early age, I wanted to share my feelings and teach, uh, you know, share my feelings with uh, people and become different people. And listen, I don't care about all that stuff. In the moment I'm reading a cover letter, all I want to know is, And this is from an acting manager's perspective, okay? I'm not talking as the person that loves actors and just wants to help every single person on the face of the earth. That's me personally, right? That's what I do with my HWC business. I'm talking about when I have my manager hat on, I don't want to hear your whole backstory. I have three seconds, I'm going to read this submission email, and then I'm moving on to the next one. So in that time, I want to hear, I live in Los Angeles, I've been training for two years at whatever school. I recently booked a co-star on this or a series regular in this web series or a supporting role in this film, and I don't want to hear, and I booked it all on my own because that's your fucking job. You should be booking them on your own, okay? That's your job as an actor is to go find acting work. So don't brag to me about that. You should be doing that, right? So I want to see where you're training, what you've recently booked, and then I want to know in the first paragraph, what are you selling that I want to buy? Do you speak five languages? Do you play tennis professionally? Do you have um, a degree in yoga? 
that makes you an expert in all yoga positions and um, you have footage of that on your casting networks that I can then sell to people to get you yoga commercials. You know, what do you have to offer me? Do you play sports? Do you play the piano? Do you play an instrument? What are your talents? Your job on casting networks and on Actors Access is to sell what you are. That's the whole purpose of that platform. It's like a real estate listing. On the MLS, there's a house listed for sale or go on Zillow. It's not to tell me the house used to be owned by a lovely family and their children were born in that house and their children were named Bob and Jane and they had a family Thanksgiving. Who gives a shit? What we want to know is when was the house built? How old is it? Does it have a walk-in uh, closet? Are there multiple bathrooms? Is it two stories? How many square feet is it? Does it have central air, central heating, etc.? Get Just get us to the highlights. What are you selling? And the listing is specifically to show what's the selling points of that house. And every listing has the selling points of that particular home. It's not a competition of, I'm going to outdo that other house. Listen, if the house is two stories and another house is one story, that's what it is. The job of the realtor is to make that one story house look so appealing, people want to go to an open house or go look at it. They don't do that by comparing it to all the other houses down the street and say there's another two-story down there and there's... No. Here are the highlights about this house. Now, that's your job. You, your real estate listing, you being the real estate, is your actress access. That's your listing. Tell me what's the highlight about your house. You play piano. You sing. You speak three languages. You play professional hockey. You played uh, on a community team soccer for five years. What do you have to sell? Because whatever you have to sell is what I'm going to be selling. I'm a salesperson and you're my product. So when you're filling out casting networks, you, the reason people say, what do I put on there? What are you? Are you biracial? Are you black? Are you Hispanic? Are you Caucasian? Are you uh, African-American? Are you uh, African? Are you Brazilian? Uh, are, what are you? What do you look like? You're selling your product, so check off those boxes. What is it? Then you go to that section on your both your resumes, special skills. I don't want to know that you play, you know, beginner guitar. Stop it. Tell me what you do well. I can't sell beginning guitar to the casting director, right? I got to sell proficient. Now, I don't mean I need Eric Clapton, because if we want a professional, we'll hire Eric Clapton. What we want are people that are really good at what they say they can do. So if you say you play volleyball, you better know what a volleyball is, how to score, how to play, and be able to play. If I cast you in something and tomorrow you're on the set to play volleyball, I don't have time to teach you how to play. So you better show up knowing how to play. So you go through those lists of all those special skills, swimming, dancing, sports, etc., and check off the ones you are good at because those are listings those are highlights on your listing. We're still going to talk in the real estate metaphor. Those are highlights on your listing. And the only thing you're listing is your house, not everybody else's. So forget what everyone else is doing. It doesn't matter. Look at yourself and what are you good at? What sports, what instruments, what languages, what accents? And that's what you're selling. Your headshots. How do you look in a business suit? 
in a sports outfit, in a casual upscale or upscale professional. Like, how do you look in all these different outfits? For casting networks, it's your job to show me. It's not my job to guess. It's not the casting job to guess, right? So you look at, you sit down with a pen and paper and you write down everything about you that you think is brilliant. Every skill you have, every selling point about you that makes you unique, meaning that makes you you. Then you package that onto your profiles and that is what you're uploading on to Actors Access, Casting Networks. And that's what you're selling to agents and managers. That's what you're selling to casting. So that cover letter is just a brief like snapshot of what we're gonna see when we go further. When we go further, we're gonna open it up and look at your entire resume. So you don't need to write in the cover letter everyone you trained with, everything you've booked. We'll see that on the resume. Just pull out the most important ones. Make sure that there is footage. I mean, it has to be so good. Your footage closes the deal the footage makes the difference between getting the audition and not. If your footage is subpar, doesn't feature you, doesn't start on you, starts with a montage, starts with your name and how to contact you and wastes all kinds of time on footage that's not your best selling points, you're not going anywhere with that footage. It does not open the doors. The purpose of a great acting clip or several great acting clips or at some point a great demo is to show us great acting from you. So that's why you upload those clips on Actors Access and then in your email cover letter, like I said, it doesn't get attached as a PDF. It's written right in the bottom of the body of the email. You put your Actors Access link. When we click on that Actors Access link, we scroll through your email, we look at your headshots, we click on your clips and we watch them. The acting in the clip is the final, is the deciding factor of whether you come in or not. You have the greatest training in the world on your resume, but if you can't act, we're not bringing you in. If you have a lousy resume, it's bad mistakes, spelling is wrong, you know, just everything about it is all capitalized sometimes, but not always inconsistent, makes you look like a sloppy actor. And then when we watch your reel, we might see good acting, but then we have to consider, yeah, but they're so sloppy. How do we know they're going to pay attention to the instructions from casting when we send out an audition? I mean, they can't even get their spelling on their resume right. How are they going to follow directions if they're not paying attention? So my, my strategy is always try to eliminate everything that could possibly be a no and work against you. When I take an actor on as a client or when I'm working with them in the Hollywood Winter Circle, my goal is to get rid of anything and everything that could be a no. So as a manager, I've taken an actor to agents to get them signed. I don't want any no in their package. Their resumes are perfectly formatted. Their clips are professional. They start on my actors. They only show great acting. We leave out all the fluff. We leave out all the projects that don't show our, my clients in the highest light, right? And if they don't have that, we create self-tapes or we go to a studio and record that but we get great footage. And I don't reach out to agents that I know unless the footage is phenomenal. So it's your job to really take time and be intentional with your package. It doesn't, there's thousands of actors that want one job. So you don't have the luxury of just throwing some shit together and hope somebody discovers you. No, no, no. Let's make it more likely that it works in your favor.
Let's make it more likely. Let's look at the resume and clean off everything that shouldn't be on there. Everything that makes you look weak, everything that makes your package look like you're an amateur, we need to delete it. And if you don't have experience in this business, you won't even know what to delete. So that's why you work with someone like me, because I know immediately what to delete. So we delete everything off your resume that looks you look like, makes you look like you're an amateur. One of the tricks I'll tell you right now is don't write student film on anything. If you're trying to get into TV and film, the last thing I'm going to do as a manager is sell you as a student film actor. I want them to think you're at the television level. So I'm not going to put film like a film student film category like or or write the names of the films Chapman University in the final column. I don't want anyone to know it's a student film. I want them to think maybe it was a non-union feature. So I'm not writing student films on anything. But if you know you know how if you know how the business works and you know how pe- what people look for and you know what keywords are and you know what things they avoid and you know what things they they run towards working with someone like me teaches you know who knows that shows you how that works so we go through your resume get rid of everything that makes you look like an amateur or leads them to maybe have a doubt in your ability or a doubt in the level that you're able to work at meaning if i need someone who's going to do a guest star on an episodic television show with scenes opposite ll cool j i don't want a student film actor i want somebody who knows what they're doing who can take that scene and run with it. So let's craft your resume in a way that it looks like you're a professional working actor. Be very intentional with your acting clips. I understand the concept is I've done all these student films and this is just all I have. I don't care, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. All you have is not good enough. So let's go create something specific and intentionally created for you that matches your types and really shows off your talent. Because the footage you got back from something, that fulfills whatever the director or writer's dream or goal is. It is definitely not your best. So we have to reshape your package. And all of this is done, you know, with an intentional goal of removing any obstacle between you and the audition. If we can remove any obstacle, then you can get, then they'll give you the audition and you get the sides and then it all comes down to your preparation, your acting training, your audition training, your confidence and what you do in, you know, in the audition room or on the tape. But the manager or agent doesn't have any control over that. We only have control over presenting your package to the buyers. If you understand how this process works, you can really go out and write a really great cover letter that says where you live, LA local, New York local, uh, you speak two languages, uh, you play semi-professional baseball, you do karate and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You also know how to hula hoop while juggling with oranges. I just saw that in my mind. I thought that'd be interesting to watch. And these are the projects I recently booked. Here's where I've been training and here's the link to my actors access and my casting networks. I would love to meet with you. I will call you tomorrow to follow up on this email or call you next week to follow up and set up an appointment. And then do it. Don't be afraid. Nobody gets anywhere in this business by hoping somebody does something that, you know, for you. You got to go kick the door in and tell them that you're the bomb, that you are awesome. Your talent is brilliant. Your training is outstanding. Your commitment is like insane. They can see that from your resume. If you've been training for years and years and years, it shows up on your resume that you really mean it when you say you want to be an actor.
You didn't just decide that this morning. Like I can tell from your training that you've been at it for a year or two or three or four and you're really trying to get your ass into this business. I respect that. I really have a hard time respecting anybody who says, I want to do this. And then I say, well, then you have to do this. And they go, uh, is there any other way? I'm sorry. You want to be an astronaut? I'm telling you the way you got to be an astronaut is you got to train to be an astronaut. That means you're going to have to go to astronaut school or whatever the hell they have you do at NASA and figure out how to work in no gravity, underwater, with all the equipment, learn all the stuff. You got to do all the work. And then, even then, all astronauts don't go into space. But the ones that do are the ones that are prepared to do that. So anyone that says, I have a dream, I really want to make this happen, I really want to do this. Okay, well then here's what you have to do. A, B, C, D through Z. Uh, can I just do A and Z, uh, and, but skip all the rest? Nope. My, my, my uh, comment is there's the door. Walk on out of that and, and, and get on your way because I have no time for games. Why am I so serious about that, Wendy? Why am I so serious about all that, you guys wonder? Because I know what it takes to be successful. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes so much hard work and a commitment over time, like serious dedication. I want you to fulfill your life's purpose. Hear me, I'll say it again. I want you to fulfill your life's purpose. So that means... It might be uncomfortable sometimes. It might take sacrifice. It might take longer than you thought it would take. It might cost you money. You might have to shoot two headshot sessions. It takes training. But if you really want this, then you do what it takes. And if you're willing to do what it takes, then I'm willing to work with you and help you. If you're lazy and you're full of excuses and you're procrastinating and you'd rather, you know, you're looking for a shortcut and you don't want to do the work, then I don't even want to be bothered with you, honestly, right? And that's how agents and managers feel. And the cover letter is like the, the starting point of that conversation. If you can't be bothered to research the person you are submitting to and you dear to whom it may concern. That's an immediate no for all agents and managers. If you send it out and CC 100 other agents and managers, it's a no. Because you need to do the work. I'm submitting to this particular manager. I've looked at their resume on IMDB Pro. I can see all the people they represent. I'm addressing them by name, dear Tom, dear Nancy, it is a pleasure to meet you. I am an actor in Los Angeles. I speak three languages. I am Puerto Rican and I'm represented commercially by XYZ agency, Dangerfield Talent Agency, let's say. Recently, I booked the lead in this film and that film. I had a co-star on this and um, a voiceover with the AT&T. I play professional, semi-professional bowling and speak uh, and do an amazing Southern accent along with my biscuits and gravy that I create. And I would love to meet with you. Here are links to my Actors Access and my casting networks. I'll reach out to you next week and follow up. Now they may reach out to you first, or if they don't, you reach out to them, but don't be afraid. I don't care if you feel fear, you do it anyway. That's the key to success. Feel whatever feel you, fear you have, but do it anyway. Winners win. 
That means they freaking go for it, even if they're scared. And I want you to be successful. So I hope this podcast has given you some motivation to get out there and go get what's yours. It's a longer podcast. I'm usually try to stay around 10 minutes, but man, I just spent 20 minutes. I'm hoping I fueled you up and fired you up and I'm pushing you forward. I love you. My cat just came to me and said, can we go now, mom? Yep, we're going. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. And I never want to end a podcast without saying these words. Now repeat after me. I am strong. I am beautiful. I am loved. I am worthy. Yes, you are. And I love you. Tune in next week for my next podcast episode. Have a great week and I'll see you then.